Hello, I'm John Perry. And I'm Ken Taylor. Coming up after the news, it's philosophy talk. Today, the erotic versus the pornographic. What do you think, John? Well, I'm not sure how to define pornography, but I know it when I see it. And the erotic? I know it when I feel it. But what's the philosophical question in all of this? Well, erotic experience, you know, has an important place in a well-lived human life. Most people don't want to outlaw the erotic, at least not entirely. But lots of people think pornography is bad, really, really bad. And they want to do things like censor it, regulate it. But how do we draw the line between the good erotica and the bad pornography? I'm not sure there's a real distinction, Ken, at least not a simple one. And even if there is, I'm not sure that pornography deserves all the abuse that the sex police like to heap on it. We'll dig in when Philosophy Talk continues after the news. Welcome to Philosophy Talk, the program that questions everything. Except your intelligence. I'm John Perry. And I'm Ken Taylor. We're coming to you from the studios of 91.7 FM KALW, San Francisco's oldest, most innovative, innovative public radio station. Continuing conversations that begin at Philosopher's Corner on the Stanford campus, and Santa Clara County's oldest and most innovative university. Well, there you go. And today, John, we're going to talk about the erotic versus the pornographic. You're a man who likes definitions and distinctions. Help me define, distinguish. Okay, erotic, having to do with love and particularly the sexual side of love. Pornographic adds to that explicitness and intent. Depictions of sexual activity that are very explicit and graphic and have no purpose other than sexual arousal. Second meaning of pornographic, related to that one, is mostly emotive and evaluatory. Something that is debased and terrible. Uh, in this sense, people sometimes say strange things like, pornography is not really pornographic, war is pornographic, meaning they don't really think that depiction of sex is so bad, but war really is yeah. bad. Yeah, well, you know, the, the kinda, that's kind of, that's interesting, but I'm a little bit unclear, because now some people like to talk about banning or regulating pornography. Nobody hardly ever talks about sort of banning or regulating erotic art. What's the difference, say, between erotic art and pornography? They're, I mean, those are both representations of sexual stuff. What well, let me remind you that we, until very recently, had an attorney general who regulated uh, the erotic in his own office. Well, he that's true. On grave, I'm not even sure the statue was that erotic. It did have a breast, however. Well, I, th I think your idea that nobody's interested in banning the erotic is fairly modern. I mean, you think, you know, uh, lots of stuff that we would at least now call merely erotic w was banned. But in terms of the current political and cultural climate, nobody's really talking about banning erotic art, uh, even very uh, explicit erotic art, like, say, the Japanese so, erotic well, art. So what's the big difference? Why, why, is, why does pornography, that sounds like a swear word, and you talked about it's evaluative, emotive mm. meaning. Well, where does that come from? I mean, is it just some people look at sexual things and say, yuck, I don't like them, you know, and they want to ban them. Mm. Well, there are certain kinds of pornography that everybody, or virtually everybody, agrees isn't very good. For example, child pornography. And there's multiple dimensions of that. How, did the, how was this pornography made? Some children had to engage in sexual activity. That's not good. Who would watch this? Somebody who enjoyed doing that. That's a dangerous kind of person. But let's talk about just, uh, I don't know, what would you say, garden variety. Ordinary adult Pornography made by consenting actors and actresses. What's wrong with it? 
That's the question you're Yeah, asking. that's the question I'm asking. I thought you were going to tell me, but you just told me my own question. Well, you I'm, know. I'm trying to clarify. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it's really, uh, I think, uh, look, I want to say something on behalf of the erotic. You know, the erotic is really cool and really important, and people are always afraid of it. And I fear, I fear that lots of reactions that call that stuff pornography is reacting out of fear of the power of the erotic. But, but Well, I'm sure that, that calling erotic art pornographic is, is a fearful reaction, but I'm not sure that calling pornography pornographic is a fearful reaction. Well, you know what? To get the real distinction, maybe we should talk to somebody who actually produces this stuff. Our roving philosophical reporter, Amy Standen, went out and did just that. She files this report. My name is Carol Lee, also known as Scarlet Harlot, and I'm a sex worker rights activist, and I also produce and direct and edit erotica and pornography. What I hear in a kind of anti-porn perspective is a condemnation of a huge part of society that is basically trying to communicate about sex. My own work in porn has been towards developing positive sexual imagery um, to keep our sexuality healthy, to allow us to express our diverse sexualities. That's, that's very important to me. I know a lot of other people making similar kinds of work and making work that expresses diverse kinds of sexualities. A lot of great lesbian porn, great gay porn, and you know, and I'm, I think most of us call ourselves pornographers just so that we aren't divided from each other, so that you know we don't have the good people producing erotica and the bad people producing pornography. That distinction separates us and inherently condemns us. Pornography just means bad. It's like we're reclaiming bad, so we're pornographers. The pornography that Carol Lee makes is positive. It features people in all shapes and sizes. It plays with sexual stereotypes while also challenging them. Still, Lee doesn't criticize other kinds of porn. She says that violence and objectification are just parts of sexuality, and there's no use repressing them. Well, for consensual adults, of course everything goes. We use sexuality to explore the, the, the darker areas of, of our psyches, and that is also part of sex, and I think that needs to be part of sex. I mean, the rape depicted in porn, if it's real rape or, you know, child pornography, I mean, certainly if an illegal act is committed in the context of making the porn, then that is illegal. That should be illegal. But in terms of consensual activities, pleasuring people and is, is very positive. I understand that people say that violence in porn causes more violence in society, but Curbing portrayals of violence in the context of sexuality, I think, is more damaging. What about curbing violence on the news, curbing violence in, in mainstream cinema? I do think we need to address issues of violence, probably by addressing issues of child abuse. Imagery does fit in. I'm not going to deny that it fits in, but how do we start fixing things? Not by pointing the finger at someone else and saying, your sexuality is bad, we're going to make the display of it and investigation of that illegal. For Philosophy Talk, this is Amy Standen. You can listen to the rest of this program by purchasing it at iTunes Music. Or for unlimited listening, become a subscriber at philosophytalk.org.